Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. It's been a while since we released a new episode of the podcast, as for the last two months, we as an organization have been focusing our efforts on helping serve Ukrainians. Today on the podcast, you will hear from Josiah Venture missionary Christy Owen, who has actually been serving in Lviv, Ukraine for the last eight years and has been a part of our fusion ministry there and has been highly involved in discipling young women. Before we jump into the episode, we wanted all of you to know that we recorded this episode back at the beginning of February before the invasion of Ukraine that happened on February 24th. Christy references how the tension between Russia and Ukraine has been going on for years, but when we recorded this, we had no idea what was about to happen. Back in February, Christy was in Arizona visiting her family. She quickly realized she needed to get back to Europe to be with her team. She's been living in the Czech Republic and has been helping to care for Ukrainians when they arrive at our hubs in Czech and Poland and has been serving in amazing and powerful ways. We continue to pray for peace in Ukraine and for Christy and everyone who serves on the JV Ukraine team. We ask you to join us in prayer. And if you feel so inclined, you can give to our Ukraine fund where every donation goes to support the ways we are helping. The link to that giving page is in the show notes. And for updates on how we are responding to the war in Ukraine, go to josiahventure.com forward slash help dash Ukraine. And you can also follow at Josiah Venture on social media. The link again is josiahventure.com forward slash help dash Ukraine. In my conversation with Christy, we do talk about her journey to Ukraine, but mostly we talk about being single on the mission field. Christy and I are both single missionaries, and we wanted to have a conversation that would highlight some of the common joys and struggles of serving as a single. Please enjoy this conversation, and Christy, welcome to the show. Gwen, thank you for having me. It's great to see you. Oh my goodness. And I just want all the listeners to know that we are currently in Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. In your home. In, in your home. My your childhood, childhood home. home. Yeah, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming out to visit and making this podcast happen. You're welcome. This is so exciting. But I think we need some more fun facts about who is Christy Owen. So share a little, some fun facts. I just really, this is maybe something that you know, but I just love choirs. Like I'm a little bit nerdy when it comes to choirs. And you're really good at singing. I just have to say that because your voice is a voice of an angel. Thank you. I do love to sing, but I would say I even love to teach more, which Mm -hmm. is kind of an interesting thing. I just love helping other people kind of discover their gifts and talents. And that's really fun for me. And it's been fun. It was fun when I was teaching high school choir and it's been fun in JV also working with fusion. So because I love choirs, it's really given a lot of opportunities to sing around the world. So that's kind of a fun fact. So I have a saying in the Sydney Opera House. What? In Australia. In Australia. (laughs) In Berlin. uh, And just different places. It's been fun. My last year of teaching high school choir, I took my students to New York and we sang in Carnegie Hall. So that was just a dream of mine to have them experience something so amazing. We saw some some Broadway shows uh, during that trip. And it was just great to expose them to something like Broadway in New York. So I just love choirs and musicals and all things music. And music connects people. It does. And everyone loves music. So (laughs) 
Yeah. That's amazing. You could just sing around the world with Christy Owen. <laughs> Travel with Christy Owen. What other fun facts do you want to share? One really maybe unknown fact <laughs> is that I really love to golf. So uh-huh. I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. We're here now and uh, grew up on a golf course. Yeah, kind of, we can see it. We can, <laughs> <laughs> right out the window. Right and I played kind of throughout childhood, and then I played a little bit in community college too. So my first two years of community college, I played uh, golf, which kind of paid for my schooling Wow, uh, for the first two years. So that was really fun. I never use that gift now. I haven't <laughs> golfed in years and years. Sometimes when I come back to visit, I'll play uh, a few holes or nine holes. Go to Top Golf. Like yeah, go to Top Golf. I'm more of a putt putt girl. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, putt putt is a really useful skill. Fun. Actually, I once made a hole in one. I shot the ball and actually went off the course, hit my sister's shoe, and went in the hole. <laughs> That's I don't amazing. Know, I don't know how that happened. You are a wonder, <laughs> Gwen Gardner. But you are like prof- secret professional golfer over here. That's amazing. A very like current useless skill, but uh, I, I do enjoy golfing when I get a chance to do so. <laughs> amazing. Okay, Christy, I just want to let the listeners know that our friendship goes back a few years, okay? Yeah. So we met... Gosh, it, at a Fusion Academy, which we don't even have those anymore, but we met at this event and we like roomed together and it was like amazing. And you were the MC, and I was like, <laughs> that girl is so cool. I want to be her friend. Oh man, oh man. That oh, it takes me back. But so I met you because of Josiah Venture, but share some like how did you hear about Josiah Venture? What's your story with that? Yeah, so when I was teaching high school choir in California. Uh, my California church was volunteering and taking short-term missions teams over to Serbia, actually. Oh, okay. So we were serving in this really small town, Sambor, Serbia. And sometimes the church would partner with JV and sometimes not, uh, just kind of depending on what the local church needed at that point. Mm -hmm. But throughout the years, we did a couple of camps. We did Collision Camp and Redeem and Greater Than. And so I was kind of, I was like, what is Josiah Venture? This is really, really a cool organization. And throughout my time in Serbia, I would meet different missionaries with the organization. And one summer... Casey and Kristen Yorman came to our Serbian camp because they were actually needing to be out of check for visa issues. Sure, that happens. So (laughs) that happens (laughs) to all of us. So they were traveling around and uh, Casey said, hey, Christy, I know you love your job as a high school choir teacher, but have you ever thought about volunteering with Fusion? And I was like, Ooh, what's what is you? That? <laughs> He's like, well, let me tell you about it. So he was talking, and I think God at that time was really opening my heart more to ministry. Uh, I could say that I w- when I was a high school choir teacher, I was really trying to uh, minister to those kids and be a good role model and talk to them kind of outside of class. But I was really, my heart was really leaning towards what was happening in Europe in uh-huh. my summers. So. I never really thought I'd be a missionary, but it just right. like seven times on a short term missions trip, you're something's like, there. Yeah. <laughs> something's, something's going, happening. Something's going on. So uh, I, I got in touch with Terry English and we all know Terry English. He said, you know, why don't you come and experience fusion choirs around Europe and kind of see what's going on with fusion? Because he's the one who started it all. So. He did. He <laughs> did in fact all. start it all. And so I went to Slovakia and helped them, them launch their first ever Bratislava Fusion Choir. Oh, I was wow. at their camp and that was really fun. 
And then uh, Terry said, why don't you go to, to Poland for a week and then Ukraine for a week and just see what God reveals. Okay. Compare and contrast. Yeah. <laughs> see what God reveals. Yeah. And this is 2012. So I'm thinking, gosh, how do you discover the will of God? How do you know, should you move to a foreign country? Should you stay yes. at your current job? So I was really praying, God, make it clear. Mm -hmm. And he did for sure. I just really believed that Ukraine was the place for me. God revealed himself through his word, through wise counsel, through the Holy Spirit. Just loved my time there. I spent some time with Ben and Christy Williams, mm -hmm. went to a camp up in the mountains, and it was just wild. They Sometimes <laughs> they call Ukraine the wild, wild east, and mm -hmm. I would say it's mm -hmm. true. I just loved the emotions of Ukrainians and how fast I connected to the young people uh, at camp and outside of camp. And I just was, I was almost teary when I left. I didn't want to leave Ukraine. I just loved it. I'm like, can I start now? You know? Um, so I came back to my high school teaching job and I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, start planning to move to Ukraine. Yeah. But I had remembered, I went to Ukraine in high school, actually, when I was 17 years old, somebody gave me a t-shirt with a lion on it. And it had these words written in Cyrillic, so I, I never really remembered what it said. So I'm like, oh, I'm planning, I think, believe that God is calling me to Ukraine. I pulled out that shirt for fundraising and for wh whatever else, and I pulled it out. Pulled it out. Somebody gave me the T-shirt as a gift in the capital, in Kiev. I pulled it out and it said Lviv, Ukraine, which is the city that I was planning to move to. Wow. So this was 15 or 16 years prior to that vision trip going to Ukraine. And I just, I'm like, it's a prophetic t-shirt. <laughs> How did they know? They didn't, but God knew. God knew. <laughs> God knew. And I think that that's so interesting because I had uh, the experience of teaching high school choir, which helped me to be really confident to help launch Fusion in Ukraine. So I just really love the path that God took me on uh, throughout that whole journey. I never thought I would end wow. up in Ukraine, but I'm really thankful for his faithfulness and his provision in leading me down that path. It's just an amazing story. That is an amazing story. And the way God works through even the smallest details of a t-shirt like that Someone might think that was insignificant, but nothing is insignificant to God. So, wow, that's Absolutely. incredible. So you've been in Ukraine eight years. I've been now. in Ukraine eight years now. And uh, there's a lot been happening in Ukraine over these eight years. So do you want to share just anything about that experience of how you felt being a missionary in Ukraine, specifically with all that's happening in the world? Like, What would you like to share with people about that? Yeah, Ukraine is just such such an interesting place Um in history. And I feel like for the last eight years, um, there's been a war, there's been a conflict with Russia. And I, that that's not a new story. I mean, I moved yeah. in 2014, right when that the the start of the war was breaking out. So for me, it's it's something that has continued throughout this whole time. And I will just say it's very complicated. Ukrainians are amazing. They love their country and they they just really want to stand for democracy. And it's been amazing to see the young people and just the, the passion and the drive that they have. And this really, they're really searching for the truth. They're searching for the truth of the gospel. And what better position to be 
someone who has the answers to lead them to Jesus. You know, it's been an amazing journey uh, with people and questions and trials and struggles Mm. to say, Jesus is the answer for you. And we've just seen amazing transformation in the lives of young people. And not only that, it's really, as as we say in in Josiah Venture, it's like, the movement continues, you know, like no matter I, what. Yeah. yeah like yeah. a couple of young girls that I disciple, Ira is a great example. Ira Fedek, she's on our team now, but she uh, she led her mom to Christ, her sister accepted Christ. Her mom now is kind of in a women's Bible study. They're reaching out to their neighbors. Wow. So from the fruit of a young person, Ira was, I think, 15, 14 or 15 when she first came to Fusion. And it's just amazing to see that all around her, the gospel is transforming lives wow. just because she really trusted Christ uh, at a young age. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just phenomenal what God is doing in Ukraine, uh, especially throughout, you know, these past eight years that I've, that I've seen with my own eyes. Yes. It's, it's incredible. And I just want to share it that God yes. is so good <laughs> and faithful and, and we're seeing a lot of lasting fruit. Mm. And that's so true that no matter in wartime or peace, like the gospel goes out and God can use any circumstance to make himself known. And yeah. so I've seen that happen through the whole Ukraine team, like being just like being a, a drink offering, just pouring out themselves to serve the youth, the people of Ukraine. So amazing. Mm-hmm. So thank you. For, thank you for sharing a little bit about that. Yeah, God is good. Yes, he is. So talk about, okay, eight years is a long time and I'm like, your role has changed, you know, since the beginning to now. So what is your, what does your role currently look like? Yeah. So, uh, I've been working with Olya Miland in Fusion kind of these whole eight years and she's just displayed such great leadership skills and, and she loves fusion. She's so passionate about music. So we just thought it was a really good time that she took over Fusion Ukraine, and she's doing an awesome job. So for the last year and a half, she's been leading that. And there kind of became a a role on our team that opened up, which was to to help bring some fluency and systems and communications across all of our ministry highways. Okay. So once a month we'll meet, we're called the S team, which is the specialties team. Ooh, special. Special team. (laughs) So those are the specialty highways in Ukraine. So we have fusion, edge ministry, schools, and summer ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we'll just talk about, you know, what are we doing? What's coming up? What are our goals? How do we help one another throughout the the ebbs and flows of ministry? You can imagine summer ministry is really busy with camps and then school ministry. So how do we kind of support one another through, mm-hmm. throughout the whole calendar year? And how do we really communicate well so that our ministry highways have a lot of fluency and, yeah. and we're really kind of presenting the same front as an organization? It's been really fun. Wow. So you get to just kind of like bring those together and help communicate and all that. Yeah. yeah. So it's been good. Cool. Okay. So we're going to get into the meat, meat and potatoes of what we're talking about today, <laughs> Christy. And we're talking, let's go. let's go. So we are both single. Yes. <laughs> and served on the mission field. You are currently on the mission field. I was on the mission field for 10 years and now yeah. I'm actually back in the States. Um, and we're a little bit older in yes. years. <laughs> I, I just turned 37. I'm 41. So just to give some context to people <laughs> listening, we have been single a while, maybe even longer than we had imagined, but are <laughs> yeah. trusting the Lord with our singleness. And so today we're just going to talk a little bit about 
being single yeah. on the mission field. And the two of us, along with some other dear friends of ours, lots of JV singles, we've had so many conversations over the years of like how to thrive being a single. What are the struggles? So talk a little bit about your journey as a single on the field. What's helped you thrive? What have been some challenges? Please share your wisdom, Christy. <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, initially coming on the mission field as a single, it seems really difficult and lonely. And it is, especially in the beginning, it's really hard to uh, kind of get into the culture and find your community. Um, but I think I want to say now, and I really have believed along the way that it has been the best thing in my life. It mm. has been so refining and it has pushed me into kind of a deeper intimacy with the father that I didn't have before. Uh, just, just moments of, of tears or, or really leaning on the father for his wisdom and will in my life and really trusting him to provide when it's been hard to trust mm -hmm. him to provide. So it's almost been like an identity upgrade, if, <laughs> if you could say that. Like it's it's been something that has helped me to really thrive in my relationship with him, um, going through some of that struggle. Mm. And often we want to kind of avoid struggle or just say, it's fine, it's fine. But through that struggle, God has just brought a beautiful intimacy mm. in my relationship with him. And I, I'm just really thankful for that. I don't think it would have happened without really taking that step. Yeah. And I think, too, when you really lean into those emotions, those struggles, even like the grieving you have to do mm -hmm. um, in those seasons, like I thought I'd be married at 22. Yeah. I got to go through some grieving at that, you know, through that situation. So yeah, like you're saying, just to bring those emotions, feelings to the Lord. Yeah. And he walks, walks with you along the way. Yeah. And I would also say when I first came to Ukraine, I was a little, my heart was a little bit closed. Like I, I definitely had some walls from past relationships and God really healed all of that, just mm. especially in my first couple of years on the mission field. And not only did that open me up more for romantic relationships, but it opened me up to all of my relationships in my life. Like we we can't really uh, segregate parts of our lives and say that our heart right. is heart is open to people but closed in this area. So once once I was really healed uh, from the Father, it just opened up my heart in general to to everyone. And I am so thankful for that too, because I have great yes. friendships and community in JV and around the world, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. I'm really thankful for the ways that God has just really opened my heart to relationship. I love that. And that's so true too. When we are willing to like do the hard work to get healthy ourselves and like deal with our struggles and past hurts. And when we become like, I think that's a really important thing in your singleness to use that time to like get healthy, to, yeah. to like realize patterns, realize like what are some things that have happened that I need to like bring to the Lord and get some healing from. So then that like, when you're, when you're a healthy person, then your relationships, no matter like with friends, with anyone, like any kind of relationship will be healthy because you're a healthy individual. So. Yeah. And I think that's what God wants for all of yeah. us, right? Yes. You know, we were even talking about that earlier about not being healthy just for a marriage or whatever, but being healthy because that's what God calls us to do, to really 
steward our mm-hmm. the temple he's given us and and be healthy in all spheres physically mentally spiritually emotionally so um you know th- those those go in seasons for sure of of learning about yourself mm-hmm. and learning how you interact with the world but um it, it's nice to go on the journey knowing that that's what god really calls of us you know yes yes totally um, so what would you say are some common challenges that singles face as missionaries like in full-time ministry? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a little bit of a taboo subject. So I think people don't really know how to interact with singles. I think probably my, the most encouraging people to me are just people who are like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so yeah. proud of you serving and really following God's will for your life. And I think we all believe that we want to say that of others, but I think there's there's a little bit sometimes of a, of a weirdness with singles, like, I don't really know how to talk to you about yeah. this or interact <laughs> with you about this, you know? And I think the best, absolute best thing to do is to ask a single, like, how do you want me to talk to you about this? How do you want to communicate about your singleness? Do you want yes. Do you want me to ask you from time to time how you're doing? Do you want to talk about this with me? You know, is it is it a harder season for you now? Do you not want to talk about it? So mm-hmm. um, often people ask us older singles, like, how do we deal with singles on our team? Or how do we, you know, mm-hmm. and I would just say, ask them, you yep. know, ask yep. them, how, how, how can I talk to you about this? You know, yep. because it's so important that they see, feel seen and heard and loved by you as a friend and as a teammate. So 100%. I, I think um, one of the ways I've really thrived is just Team Ukraine is just awesome. You know, I, n- I feel like from Ben and Christy Williams' leadership, I just feel so seen mm. as a woman, as a single woman. I feel so empowered by them. I don't feel, you know, uh, that I can't achieve anything on the team. They've really, they've really poured a lot of time and energy and vision into my life, mm. which has really helped me to thrive on the team in Ukraine. Yeah. What are some other things that have helped you live well or thrive in your singleness? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, one of the, I would say one of the challenges with with singles on the mission field or serving in full-time ministry is you don't always feel your boundaries very well for yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think really, really figuring out kind of what are the limits of, of serving full-time how to rest, how to take a Sabbath, mm. how to take vacation with friends yes. is so important. And just how to kind of set the boundaries that you need to really thrive on the mission field. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I have had conversations with people before of like, well, you're single. So you have like all this time and, you know, all these expendable resources and stuff. And so sometimes I would take that and be like, okay, well then, oh, I have to like fill my whole day and work nonstop and I can't take a minute for myself, but actually, like with um, with married people, they take time to cultivate their marriage. Mm-hmm. And if they have kids, they spend time with their children. So, like for me, I've had to learn to like take that time, okay, to set those boundaries of like this is these are my work hours. Yeah, I'm gonna work here, and you know it's, it can't be flexible when things happen, camps and whatever. But <laughs> like to set those boundaries of okay, I don't need to answer emails at 9 p.m. Yeah. Like, I don't need to look at my email. And to take that time to care for my soul as a single person, spend that time, like you said, like Sabbath, time with the Lord, all of that. So, And I yeah. think sometimes you don't 
you, if you are especially an extroverted single, maybe like, <laughs> like I am the, the instinct to spend more time alone is a little bit daunting, but honestly, it's, it's a different kind of rhythm to really slow down and listen to the Lord and, mm. and seek what he is really revealing in your life. And I think another thing, you know, is just any, any family inviting you for holidays or yes. just including you. I think sometimes families are like, who, who would want to come and hang out with us or our kids, you know, uh, we're busy, yeah, yeah. everything like that. So, you know, just, just even if there's anything you can do, I know like Katie and Lee, Humerian, they're like, Hey, you know, we're going to the, look at the bears in Lviv <laughs> at the bear park. You want to come along? And people are like, uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. So just opening up some of the activities that you're kind of just doing with your family. Somebody could join along is a really big blessing to a single. So yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I totally agree. And that's, it's those practical things of invite a single in your life over for dinner, ask them what they're doing for vacation, <laughs> uh, you know, like ask them how they like to spend their free time, you, you know, whatever, just like those simple questions. That you yeah. Ask. And I think that's the body of Christ. You know, mm-hmm. I really, I've really seen that in community, just people really caring for singles and, and in turn caring for their family and their kids. It's really and a nice way to kind of display the body of Christ. I remember, so I lived with a couple, Johnny and Brooke Stevens, and they have a little girl, Kinsley. Um, and I lived with them when I first moved to Slovenia for eight months. And then I lived in their downstairs apartment, uh, like right underneath their house for like five, six years. Um, but during that time, they really invited me to be a part of their family. And even one, t- one night they were having like an argument and they were like, Gwen, you need to stay here and just watch, like, watch, like, just like observe. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Like, it was like kind of like, uh, but I like watched them resolve conflict mm. in a marriage. And then also when I first moved in with them, their daughter Kinsley was, I think about almost two. So she's pretty young, but she wanted to tell me no all the time. And, and Brooke was like, Gwen, you're a new um, adult in her life and she wants to control you. So you need to like, like be another parent in her life. And I was like, are you're giving me this like responsibility? And Brooke and Johnny were like, yes, like as another adult in her life, we would love for you to be like an aunt to her and just to mm. like to speak. And that like brought such just like life and freedom and just this relationship that I with the two-year-old be like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not an aunt yet, but I get to be an aunt to her. Yeah. And even when I did actually become an aunt in real life um, <laughs> with my sister, Kinsley told me, she was like, Gwen, you've been an aunt for hmm. many years. And I was like, oh, precious. So like those kinds of people in your life, those families that invite a single in is so huge. It's, it was huge in my life. And it's amazing to watch other people, like their marriages, how they parent. Like I've seen and observed and been a part of so many of those moments that I would like I was invited into by a family, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And I think all of those things really just help fuel uh just the heart of a single and mm-hmm. helps them to feel seen. You know, our our organization, JV, we have a lot of singles and I'm just really passionate about singles thriving on the mission field yes. and and uh really using their passions and their gifts and not being held back just because 
they are single. They they have chosen to serve God in another context in another country. And I'm just like, go, 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 go for it. You yes. know, like there's no there's no boundary. And I just think a lot of times the church uh, can can view singles as broken. But gosh, how I mean to empower and love singles and really help them to thrive. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just so passionate about that for them to feel seen and really thrive in ministry. Yes, yes. and nothing's wrong with them. Yeah, and, like, nothing's wrong with us. Like, <laughs> nothing's wrong with you, singles. Yeah. Um. So looking back eight years ago, what are some things you wish you knew before moving to the field as a single? Or how can maybe a single is listening right now that's thinking about missions? I don't know. So how can a single prepare themselves best to serve on the field? Yeah, you know, I actually was really fortunate to have a great conversation um, with someone about being a single on the mission field. And they said, consider, fully consider your singleness, fully consider the desires of your heart from the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, because I think a lot of times when people are making a decision, they're like, oh yeah, I want to get married someday and um, I'm just going to kind of put that over to the side, but I really want to do this fun thing. I want to go serve God around the world. So uh, they don't fully consider what it means. And I think it's definitely more challenging to date and get married Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. find someone, you know, on the mission field. So I would just say fully consider it, like face it head on and have it be part of your decision instead of kind of ignoring that those desires are there. Because looking back, I'm really thankful that I kind of knew it would be more challenging uh, taking this journey. But I'm really thankful that that I thought about it, prayed about it, and considered it kind of in the beginning. So yeah, there's like a counting the cost moment that you have to think through. And we think sometimes like, if we do this, then God will do this. Like if I go serve you uh, across, you know, if I go to move to Ukraine, God, then you will provide a husband. And God does not work that way. You know, he he really wants our surrendered lives to him to mold and shape and Mm -hmm. work for the best, his best will. So I think uh, we can't play games with God. And we need to fully consider that, that the reality is it's a little bit harder to date and marry on the mission field. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then there's that verse that I've often thought about and people have quoted to me the Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Hmm. And for a long time, I was like, well, the desire of my heart is to be married and have my family, <laughs> Lord, and I am delighting myself in you. But actually, delight yourself in the Lord. The desire of my heart should be him. And so it's that mind shift of Yes, I do have a desire for marriage and family and things, but actually, but, and if I, I'm not promised those things. Yeah. So if I'm not given them, then does that mean that God's not good? No, mm. God is still good no matter what. And so when I'm delighting myself in, in him, my, his desire for me, like it's aligned. Like, so yeah, I think we can skew those verses a little bit. Yeah. Know? Good word. Yes. <laughs> well, we've mentioned a few questions, but what are some good questions that someone can ask a single? How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, uh, any kind of blanket statement, like, or, or kind of a band-aid, like, you know, once you're really satisfied in the Lord, He will provide someone for you. It was not helpful. <laughs> all the, yeah, all those things are really are really hurtful because it's assuming that I'm not really satisfied in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And 
I would say today I really am. So, yes. <laughs> uh, so I think just just really, you know, like we talked about before, how are you doing? How do you want me to engage with you about your singleness? Uh, would you like to come over and hang out with our family? Uh, do you want to do this with us or do you want to take a pass? You know, right. I think just just really treating us just like just like a great friend and inviting mm-hmm. us into community when you can, but but really being willing to ask the tough question, which is just how are you doing? How are you doing with your singleness? Mm-hmm. That's I feel so seen and loved when people actually say that kind mm. of um in community. And I also am just so thankful for like friends in JV and our community and people I can go to and say, hey, I'm really struggling in this season or people that can really point me back to the Lord and Mm -hmm. say, no, he's good and he's faithful and it's going to be all right. Yeah. And I think that's a a good point too of you as the single realizing your need Yeah, and communicating that need. Um, because like there can be moments or like evenings where you're like, well, I really wish I had someone to watch a movie with or whatever. Like, okay, then call up a friend and say, Hey, I'm kind of lonely right now. Can I come over? And I've had to learn to not say someone's no for them. Mm, And that's something. So Lori Jackson, she's a missionary in Slovenia for many years. And she led a group of uh, the singles we had, we met every month. And she said, do not say my no for me. Because I there would be times where, I, well, I just, I wanted to call you and ask you if I could just come over for lunch. But I didn't, you know, I thought you were busy. She goes, no, 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 no. You call me and I will tell you if I'm busy or not. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Don't want to say someone's no for them. So as the single, realizing your need mm-hmm. and communicating that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really important too, kind of yeah. from our side. Yeah. Goes both ways. Relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Both ways. It's two-way street. Um, what have been some helpful resources for you in your singleness that, yeah, just would like to share? Yeah, I, I'm really proud of how singleness is being talked about now on podcasts and in the church. It's yes. really, I would say it's really evolving and changing, which is really cool. So I love Annie F. Downs, her yes. podcast, That Sounds Fun. She, she does an awesome singleness Q&A that just she just pulled hundreds and hundreds of singles, uh, married couples, just with questions about singleness. And it was just such a helpful resource mm, to listen mm-hmm. through. Also, we both love listening to uh, Kate Warman. Do you want to share yes, about the her? the Heart of Dating. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we've talked about her so much. And I actually just recently attended their Heart of Dating conference. And for any single listening, or if you're listening and you're married and you know a single friend, share with them about this podcast called The Heart of Dating. And she talks about, she says, the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. <laughs> Just like so many topics. And there's, yeah, she has a podcast on like anything you can think of in regards to singleness, which is incredible. It's incredible. And I just read uh, a great book, Outdated, by Jonathan Pakluda. Yes. I think you've read that also. Yes. It's an awesome book, awesome resource, just kind of navigating, you know, about uh, just leadership and dating, you know, provides clarity and just kind of what what is kind of the role of the man mm-hmm. and the role of the woman. It just really clears up a lot of confusion with our modern day dating. Yes. He talks about... Um, like why we date, how we date, who we date or something like mm-hmm. s- separate into those three different chapters. But um, he also talks about how like dating is, we made it up like about like 120 <laughs> years, like not like new and it's not in the Bible. So then how do you like as 
a Christian date in this world when it's not even talked about in the Bible, but you use biblical principles to apply to your dating life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, yes, I love all of those resources. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been so incredible, Christy. And we've just even just like skimmed the surface <laughs> of the things we could talk about for hours and hours. But is there anything else that you would like to share to encourage our listeners or even what's the Lord been teaching you personally in your singleness or in general? Yeah, I would say uh, for many years now, I've kind of chosen a word to focus on throughout the year. But the last couple of years, I've actually chosen verses uh, from the word. And for 2022, my verse is Matthew 6, 33, which is seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So Mm. just the idea that um, seeking God's kingdom first, his kingdom first, and then it's not the things that I want to add to my life. It's the things that he chooses to add to my life, you know? And I think really when our focus and our heart is in the right place, God just naturally adds the things that he wants in our lives, you know? And, And I didn't really realize it at first, but the next verse after that says, do not be anxious about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worry for its own. So. (laughs) I think in a way those two verses really go together to say, don't worry, God's got this, just seek his kingdom and he will add the other, the things he wants into our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, he will, he will do it. He will. He's he will faithful do to do that. He so. will do it. Yes. Oh man, I, I feel like I often have this uh, conversation with the Lord of like, Lord, I have all these desires in my heart and I have a really good imagination and I can just imagine all these scenarios, you know. <laughs> And but then he's he's like, Gwen, I created your imagination and mine is a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> amazing than yours. So you just it's like one of those, I can't wait to see what the Lord mm. will do. Like in no matter what season of life that I'm in. And so if I get married, great. But right now I wanna use my singleness to seek his kingdom first. And uh, oh, that's that's awesome, Christy. I love yeah. that verse. <laughs> yes. Well, to sum up, we've talked about Asking good questions. Ask good questions to the singles in your life. Singles, be aware of your needs. Communicate your needs to the people in your life, to your community. Invite, you know what? Invite a single over for dinner this week. That's like a good (laughs) good practical, practical thing to do. Um, But the last question, Christy, that we ask everyone on the podcast is, what advice would you give to young people today? Yeah, young people. I love young people. I don't know if you could work in just I venture not yeah, love young people. <laughs> yeah, the young love the young people. I would say two things. I would say first of all, just just as a teenager or a young adult, just figure out your relationship with God and have that be the most solid thing in your foundation because there's a lot of change and transition in life. And I think if you can really be solid with the Lord through all of that, you know, you'll you'll weather the storms. And um, the second thing that I think is so important is that we are we are discipled and we are disciple makers. So mm. find a mentor and be a mentor for someone else. I think that's just good life practice as Christians to to have someone to talk to and also really be there for someone as they're a young person, a teenager, be there for them through some of those transitions to really point them to the Lord and keep their eyes like really fixed on Jesus. Mm, Yes. Amazing. Christy, thank you. Thank you for being willing to share about your singleness and being single on the mission field. So great to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Gwen. And thanks for having me (laughs) today. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about Josiah Venture, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow at Josiah Venture on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or would like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. And to help more people hear Josiah Venture Stories, leave a comment and give us a five-star review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.